Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rob Foster with episode number 246 of Shut Up and Grind. So if you are brand new to the show, we're all about overcoming obstacles. We're about defying the odds and helping you clear the path of whatever is blocking you from reaching your ultimate goal. So if you're joining me over on Facebook, please like and share. If you're joining me on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're joining me on any of the podcast platforms, give your boy a five-star review because you know we always bring the fire every single episode. If you have any interest in supporting the show, for those of us up north, the cold weather's coming, and we got hoodies. Okay, go hit up shutupandgrindgear.com. You get the shut up and grind one. And I have another one here that says it never gets easier, you get stronger. So that's a way you can support the show if you are, if it's on your heart to do so. All right, so today we're going to be talking with a woman who created a business to help herself, help her family, but also to help the environment. And so that's why I called this one White Cactus is the New Leather. So I figured it would be a thought-provoking one, and it will help drum up some, some interest, and we can get her story and find out what it is she's doing and how she's impacting the world. So now I welcome Renya Pushniki to the show. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Hell yeah. Love Hi. it. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> All right. Where are you joining me from? Paris, Ontario, Canada. Ah, the second straight Canadian. Oh, yeah, I believe yeah, I believe Danielle Matthews was on the the other day. She's from um from Canada also. Good, good, good. Love lots of love to my international guests. Thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure. So thanks for taking the time. And uh, are you originally from Canada? Uh, I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. What What do you like about being there? Well, um, I love the clean, fresh air, the nature. Uh, Northern Ontario is absolutely beautiful, and it's uh, pretty chill, you know, and I, I, I'm pretty free, and yeah, loving it. It's like Northern Ontario just sounds cold. <laughs> it can be in the winter, but in the summertime, it's not, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Awesome. Good, yeah. good, good. All right, so let's get to know you a little, little bit better before we dive into your story, and um, just how would you describe yourself? I would describe myself as an entrepreneur um, who creates a life that she loves while helping uh, people and the planet. So that's a solid, a solid <laughs> small bio, but I want character, character traits. Like how, how would you describe you? I would say that I'm a very hardworking person, uh, very positive very inquisitive, a uh, bit of a spiritual seeker, very creative. I love to create products and pretty much anything and um, love to learn and grow. Love to learn and grow. All right. There we go. That's yeah. what I was looking for. <laughs> they could, they could tie, tie in all of these things as we get deeper into your story. All right. So talk to me. How did you get into the business you're doing now? Well, um, it all started back in the year 2001 um, when I started the company Truth Belts um, here in Canada. So for those of you that don't know, Truth Belts is a line of animal-friendly fashion accessories, primarily belts. 
and um, you know, all you know, high-end stuff. I also make suspenders and you know, bracelets and yoga bands and wallets. So it's been 21 years now that I've been at this. And, you know, when you think of starting a business when you're in your twenties and just like not knowing what the heck you're doing, you know, I really went for it and I was able to create a, a brand name um, to a company that fast forward to today in the year 2022, um, you know, truth products are sold all over the world. And every time a belt is purchased on my website at truthbelts.com, or at a trade show where I sell directly to the public, a tree gets planted. So uh, we've oh, nice. planted, you know, um, lots of trees, over 1,800 and counting. We just started doing that a few years ago. So, um, you know, Truth Belts is a really fun company that uh, I kind of, you know, went on that journey of being a small business owner and learning how to be an entrepreneur and learning from my mistakes. So, you know, fail forward and just having a lot of fun um, in my life with this business. Again, very, very solid answer, but you didn't answer my question. <laughs> well, question how? How did you get into it? Like what? How? Like, okay. Yes. What well, you, yeah. What were you dealing with prior to starting this? So um, I have always been interested in design. So I went to school for fashion design um, in yeah. Toronto, Toronto, Canada. And I kind of, you know, knew that I was going to be doing something creative. So I worked for different companies for about seven years before I actually started the company. And um, I had been working as a pattern maker and as a, you know, an actual designer and all the other facets in the manufacturing realm, if you will. And so um, what really happened was I lost my job. I got laid off. Okay. That's when it went, <laughs> my world fell apart. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. found myself in the unemployment line. And I was totally devastated. I just thought that my life was over and that I totally screwed up. And I was in my late 20s. And then I saw when I was standing there in the unemployment line that somebody, um, well, they were advertising that um, they you could join this unemployment program and you could start a business and you would be helped by the government. Basically, it was called self-employment assistance program. So uh, I signed up for that and I presented my business plan and it was the year 2001. And I chose to um, propose this business of fashion accessories because in 2001, belts were the hottest fashion accessory of the year and all the magazines were talking about it. So I thought, well, you know, why don't I just start with belts because I didn't have a lot of money. Um, and I just, you know, right, went for it. Let me, jump, so let me jump in quick. Yeah, let me jump in quick. So we'll go sure. back to, we'll pick it back up with the belts are the hottest thing. Because you said something that I think a lot of people deal with and it'd be very relatable. We said after losing your job, you know, you thought life was over, right? Yes. Take me, take me through that feeling because I went through something similar. I was managing restaurants, you know, for twenty years. I started just hustling fitness on the side. Like I never had dreams of, you know, doing what I'm doing now. But for yeah. for, for that split second when I lost my job, it was the same thing. I was like, I'm 32 years old. You know, all I really know is re restaurants. So I dropped out of college. Like, what the hell am I gonna do? So just navigate those feelings for me real quick. Then we'll pick it back up with the belts. Fear, <laughs> fear of the unknown, because I didn't know what I was going to yeah. do. You know, I was like, where am I going to get my next paycheck? Like, how am I going to pay for my rent and for food? That's what was going through my mind. And I just thought that I was a failure. You know, I thought I completely messed up. Um, I thought, oh, my God, you know, I'm just going to go downhill from here. So fear would be the number one feeling that I had. <laughs> Yes. And yeah. 
And, you know, fear of failure, that's one of the number one fears out there. You know, like yeah. they'll say it's snakes and it's, you know, fear of the dark and claustrophobia, but it's fear of failure. Like that holds so many people back. So how did you stare that fear in the face and move forward? Well, I sat and I was thinking about possibilities, different ways that my life could go. And I did know that I always had a, a bit of like an entrepreneurial spirit. And I know that I'm a hard worker. And I did have a dream of, uh, you know, being self-employed. It crossed my mind before. So um, I just started, you know, thinking about that. And I remember at the time I had this boyfriend um, who was self-employed. He was making uh, websites. And he was encouraging me too, saying, well, you know, like this could be an opportunity for you to like to do that. So that's when I shifted gears and I was like, let's turn this around to maybe this could be like a possibility. And I was, you know, afraid, but I just started taking small steps towards that goal. And the first one being I joined that unemployment assistance uh, or the business assistance program and learned, you know, knowledge is really important. And then I just took small steps to like, go for it. See, and that's very, very profound because I say it a lot on this show. Out of the 200, what's this, 246 for episodes, I've probably said it on 220 of them. It's all about possibilities. You know, so like as we were talking about navigating fear, you know, people people get afraid because they think of the obstacles. You know, it's like they don't think of the possibilities. It's like you got to think of what can this become? And I always say if you're at the far end of a large room, and you want to get to the other end of the room, you're not going to get there in one enormous step. You're going to get there from a series of smaller steps. So I just wanted to highlight what you just said. You just started, you know? And again, I always say on this show, once you get started, the opportunities become clearer and clearer once you get started. You know, whether it was starting this podcast or shifting from the restaurant industry into fitness or you shifting from what, what you were doing to becoming an entrepreneur. It's all about seeing the possibilities and then just making steps in that right direction. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. You, yep. know, you don't have to have everything set up. You just have to start. And then let, let's talk about your, your next step. So belts were the hottest trend. And then just like, how did you, how did you get the vision to use cactuses? That came a lot later. So the cactus um, material uh, was an idea that came into my mind uh, actually a couple of years ago when one of my customers sent me an email and they said, uh, hey, check out this company in Mexico. So it's a company called Deserto and they are these two ingenious guys and they have figured out a way to take the mature leaf of a cactus um, they cut it off and they harvest it into a material. They turn it into a resin and it looks just like leather. Like you would be surprised at how it looks. And what's great about that is the leaf of the cactus grows back. So it's completely okay. sustainable. It's kind of like, you know, bamboo grows one meter per day and then it just keeps growing. Mm-hmm. So cactus is like this. And of course, cactus needs hardly any water to grow. So it's an incredible uh, product, very sustainable and something new. So when I found out about that, I thought, wow, like I totally want to be in on this. Um, I contacted the company right away and I ordered some sample yardage and started making some samples to see what I could come up with. And I came up with a couple amazing belts and a wallet. And um, the, that uh, came to fruition through a Kickstarter campaign and Indiegogo campaign. And it's very exciting to bring a new product into the world. They look really beautiful. That's awesome. So, 
yeah. you 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 already answered where I was gonna go next because you said you know for like every every belt that's bought through your site you plant a tree. And I was like, yep. but are you because I know there's naysayers out there, so like I'm just thinking on behalf of the naysayer if someone were to say, okay, you're gonna plant a tree, but you're killing a cactus. But you already answered that it can regrow, so you're technically not ki- not killing it. Nope. You just cut off the mature leaf and it grows back in six to eight months and uh, they just keep, they have a whole field of cacti and they just keep growing. So it's really great. That's awesome. Yeah. So so when you made your first one, what were your initial thoughts? That is the best feeling of what I do. Like when you have an idea and when you see the first sample for the first time is like, ah, like the feeling (laughs) is like, it's so fulfilling. I don't know, like even just like reliving it now in that past second, like it it just feels like my heart is like tingling with joy. You know, it's the coolest feeling when you finally nail the design and you're like, ah, yes. So um, <laughs> you just feel like, you know, you've, you've hit something really special. So that's the feeling. That's the so feeling. now was your business, how, how big was it to that point when this product, that first prototype was finished? Well, that would have been after being in business for about uh, 19 years. Um, so like, you know, I, I have a following and um, of course, just like everybody, COVID hurt my business. So how big was it? I mean, how do I answer that question in terms of? Well, you, well, you said that the belts are sold all over the world. So like where were you already established with that following and when you yeah. unveiled this product? Yes, 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 I had been. So um, when I say the belts are sold all over the world, we sell on our website and also like on Amazon. And um, yes. and then we have our following of people, um, you know, who buy them at retail stores. So we do have, um, we already did have that following. So it was easy enough for me just to send out an email to my email list and say, hey, this is what I'm doing and making you know, videos and all that to explain my new product. Nice. Yeah. All right, so I want to ba- I want to back up a little. To just going back to the concept of using the cactus. So when you first heard of it, were you immediately like, I'm on this? Or did it take some some time, some some research? Just take take me through that process. Um, it was immediate for me to do the investigation. I was like, cactus, huh? Because um, you know, I always want to be like on the cutting edge of new material, right? Because as somebody who makes yes. um, products that are non-leather, like I've tried so many different things over the past two decades. So when I heard this, I thought the cactus, that is really, I've never heard of that. So immediately I went to the website and I immediately sent them an email and said, how can I test this? Tell me more about this. And then um, I would say it took a while, like after I received the material to like play with it and, you know, have different samples made to see how it would react before I finally nailed it. So that might've been like, you know, a process of like, you know, four or five months or so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cause that's what made me reach out to you when I, cause like I just browse people's bios, you know, cause okay. like, I don't like, I don't like to know too much b- before the episode. Cause I, I like to just find out things organically, okay. but just when, when I came across that, I was like, I want to know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't wow. know that was a thing that you could turn a turn a plant like that into all these di- different accessories. <laughs> so yeah, like, I know. That's, it's what, that's why I keep asking you my story. <laughs> yeah, and to tell you a little bit more, um, these two guys, um, they have like a really cool video on their website, which is deserto.mx. They're in Mexico. Um, and so... Mm-hmm. Um, their story is really cool. So they were working in the fashion industry and they wanted to make um, animal friendly products. 
And so they, they discovered this way in Mexico to make these products. And now, you know, car companies are using it for their upholstery and they're in the interiors of a car. Um, Nike has been using it and it's really starting to grow. So it's really new. It's only about a couple years old. So um, you're going to be hearing more about cactus leather. I guarantee it. Nice. All right. So what's, what's the benefit of that versus a traditional belt? Well, a traditional um, leather belt, I mean, when you think about um, deforestation, which is an issue on our planet that, you know, a lot of forests and the Amazon forests are being cut down to make room for cattle to grow. Um, and unfortunately, like it's ruining, you know, the land. Um, and also just like all of the efforts that go into, you know, like raising cattle and all those fields, um, like that is really polluting our environment. Whereas when you compare cactus, cactus has almost a zero footprint in that um, it needs hardly any water to grow. It can grow in the most infertile climates where no other plant can possibly survive. You know, it can grow in the desert, right? So when yeah. you think about the two, I mean, why wouldn't you use cactus, right? Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Completely un understood. All right. So you did the belt first, right? Yeah. So when, when did you start dabbling with the other products? Um, the other products, meaning, um, other belts or what do you mean by that? Cause you said you do, well, are the belts the only thing that you use the, the, the cactus for, or, or do you do your, your other oh. products with them as well? Um, the, no, the cactus can only really be used for belts and wallets. So I can't really use it for belts suspenders okay. or yoga bands at this time. Yeah. Um, just the nature okay. of the well, fabric. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, hmm. That, that's interesting to me because, you know, with the belt, you know, belt goes around around the waist. You would figure a suspender could go this way. I feel like a wallet would be a lot more in intricate. So just explain explain the difference there. Well, a suspender has to be made from like a stretchy material, kind of like something that has elastic to it. So okay. like, you know, the, the belt, uh, actually, I think I have a sample right here. So here, here's an actual sample of like the, the cactus belt. I don't know if you can see it. It just looks okay. like, you know, yeah, like really thick leather. So I couldn't use it for a suspender. It's just too thick. It looks, this is, belt gotcha. is like hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so do, do, do you have a, a sample of the wallet by chance? I do. Ta-da! This is a slim wallet. So here's the profile. Okay. And then, I mean, nice. it's just like a wallet that has like a compartment on each side for like credit cards or um, there's like a money clip on the inside here. Okay. Um, I don't know if people, right. people are not so much using money so much anymore, but you, maybe you need to keep your receipts, right? Maybe uh, you need to keep your receipts for your bookkeeper or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then how, how about the durability? Um, the durable, it's very durable. Um, so we have been, uh, before we did the Kickstarter, we had belt testers wear the belt um, for um, over one year before we actually went ahead to like say, hey, this is a really great belt. So I started, of course, by getting my friends to wear the belt. So one of my friends, uh, his name is Mark, he was wearing it literally almost every day for one year. And so we were like, you know, always like watching him. He was giving the feedback. So on the Kickstarter page, we had a lot of uh, testimonials of people who said, hey, I've been wearing this for like eight months, 10 months, over a year to say, yeah, and look at the condition. It's still really great. Yes. Yeah. All right, so for the people that don't know, explain the Kickstarter process. So you had an idea, you needed funding, because I'm sure there's going to be someone listening that has an idea and just think, 
it's just going to cost me way too much to, to get it going. So just explain the Kickstarter process, please. Sure. So Kickstarter has uh, been around maybe for like 13, 14 years. And it's a platform where people um, can go to um, support a new idea or a product, a new product or new innovation. So like a person who's inventing a new product or creating a play or a game or anything, and they don't want to get funding, they'll basically go to Kickstarter and they have their own unique page where they have a video and a description and photos of the product. And you're explaining where you are in the process. Like, is this just an idea or are you already like in production? And you're basically calling out to people to, that say, hey, if you want to fund my campaign, um, you could fund this for an X amount of dollars and then you'll be the first person to get the product when it comes out. Or they could just find a dollar amount, like $1, however many dollars they want. Um, so that's how a lot of people are getting their products out there. It's basically the citizens of the world are deciding what products are going to come into fruition. And then for a business owner like me, um, I don't have to like go to a bank and like, apply for a loan or have like, you know, an angel investor invest in my company. I can just simply do this from hundreds or even thousands of people who would want to support my product on Kickstarter. Love it. So yeah. you, you mentioned earlier about self-employment assistance. I'm not sure if that's a thing here in the States, but explain how that works. So it was uh, offered by the government at that time, like back 21 years ago. And uh, they put you through a business course to like give you, you know, the tools that you need to start a business. Like where do you get your business cards done? How do you apply for like a business permit? Blah, blah, blah. Some marketing skills. Yeah. And uh, so I think the course was maybe like, you know, three months or six months, something like that. And then for the first year of my business, any income that I made for my business, um, I, it could be tax free. So that was a really great incentive for me to start out. So I didn't really know anything about how to run a business. So for somebody like me, it was great to like be guided to take those first scary steps. <sighs> <laughs> See, I knew I wanted to, cir to circle back to that. I just had to find the right spot in the conversation, and it was right there. <laughs> so, yeah, because <laughs> a lot of people just think that th there's no help, there's no resource. They think people yeah. just get, you know, only the rich get get richer, and so on and so forth. It's like that's that's not the case. Like, I started my my business with absolutely nothing with with a free craigslist ad you know that as i started getting clients i started buying more more equipment i started advertising more then i got even more clients and i started doing more and so so now in the days of kickstarters and gofundmes and indiegogos and, and all this stuff the resources are out there people just have to know where to look you know so yeah. how did you find out that these resources were available well, remember when I told you the story where like when I was uh, laid off and I was uh, standing there in the unemployment line, I thought yes. I would like ruin my life. I just looked over and I just saw like, I think like a pamphlet that said self-employment assistance program. And so I was like, okay. So I just grabbed it because I was waiting in line and I read about it and that's, it was pretty easy. So I, I didn't really go out of my way, but it, I just glanced at it and I went out of the way to pick up the pamphlets. <laughs> okay, perfect. And, and how did you find out about Kickstarter? Oh, geez. Um, I think somebody had told me about it, like when it first came out um, and it would have been on my radar, but I, I maybe like funded a few things. And uh, and then it was back in the year like 2019 where I did my very first uh, Kickstarter on another belt. Um, so, yeah, it was just really word of mouth. And then I went on the website. I, I um, 
I funded some other companies, you know, products and just like was following a few things. And some people do really, really well on Kickstarter. They just like hit, hit a nerve and like it just people really respond to it. Okay. And so when you got into it, did you have a business background already? When I first started Truth Belts, do you mean, or the Kickstarter? Uh, Truth Belt, sorry. No, I didn't. Um, I was just a product designer. Um, so I, I, I know how to design products and I know everything about the production process, but I wouldn't say I have a business background. So I was totally green in that area. Just okay, so how, so how did you improve in that area? Through trial and error, through a lot of trial and error. I mean, um, you know, just going for it. So, you know, I started out just by showing my belts to a bunch of stores and then um, I think I, I would have to say I drew upon the experience of the companies that I used to work for before I started my company. So I had been working as a product designer for seven years for various companies before I started my own. So I can remember how, you know, maybe like I saw an invoice or how they did like what a purchase order looked like. So um, just kind of remembering what I saw passing by because I wasn't super involved in that and uh, using them as a model. And uh, I also knew how to use Photoshop and Illustrator. So when it came to designing any kind of like uh, pamphlets or business cards, like I was able to do that on my own and make it look pretty good. That was really helpful. See, so I keep asking all these questions because like I said in the intro, you know, the whole purpose of this show was to, to inspire people to take action on what they really want out of life. Yeah. And all, all of your answers tie into like everything that I preach on this show about get started but before you're ready. You know, just take make small steps. Like it doesn't have to be perfect before you start. You just you just have to start. And it seems seems like the way you started it is absolutely perfect for what this show is about. <laughs> you know, absolutely yeah. perfect. So you, you lost your job, you were in a place of fear, you didn't know how you were gonna turn turn the corner, you got an idea, you did what you could do to get started. You brought the idea to life and now you have a global brand. <laughs> it's like here yeah. in the States, we, we call that the American dream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure. And you know what? There were so many ups and downs, Robert, like so many ups and downs. Like I can remember one time I did a TV commercial in the United States. This was like probably, I don't know, 15 years ago. And, um, they were supposed to air it during a certain time and they didn't. And uh, then at one point, like when I was complaining to them, like we agreed on this, they just didn't return my phone calls or anything. And oh, I basically no. lost like a lot of money for that. Um, so, you know, you have wow. to try things and sometimes it doesn't work out and sometimes it does. And you can't be attached to something like that. Right. You just got to be like, well, you know, what did I learn? I'm not going to do that again. You keep heading forward in the direction of your goal. And, you know, yes. you can't, um, you can't be a backseat driver. Like if you're like driving your, your car, you can't always be looking in the rear view mirror, like being sorry about what happened. You just got to be focused on forward. And now, like, what can I do now towards my goal? Yes. I, I always say you never change the goal. You change the strategy. Yeah. You because know, it's exactly. very, very rarely is it going to go the way you draw it up. Yeah, totally, <laughs> very, very totally. rarely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And so um, I have a lot of techniques that I use, like for when I personally am getting down, like if something should happen and I feel that my energy or my attitude is kind of going in the negative. So, you know, I might like stop myself and like put on a song that I like and like dance in my living room to like elevate my, mm -hmm. my vibe, you know, yeah. and then just remember like, um, you know, what does it feel like to me in like five years from now or one year from now? Like what? what do I want to like feel like an experience? 
And then I don't know exactly how I'm going to get there, but I trust that different paths are going to open up and I'm going to, you know, take one step at a time towards like my joy and passion. And that's really all I can do. Yes. So true. Like, again, when I started my fitness business, I had, I had no business. Oh, I shouldn't say I had no business background. I would say I had no marketing background. I didn't have a branding background. I didn't really have connections in those areas, but I had a lot more business knowledge than I thought from the 20 years I spent managing restaurants. Like I knew a lot more. And another thing I preach on this show all the time is like everybody has everything that they need within them right now to start a new venture. You know, to just start. I'm not talking about, you know, being a CEO with a thousand employees like there. You can have to pick up some skills along the way. But somebody has something inside of them right now that they can either bring to life or that they can teach someone else through an online course or through speaking engagements, things of that nature. Like it's already there. So when I made the transition from restaurant to fitness, it's like the same principles that I had to keep the restaurant health department ready, I was able to shift over into fitness to get people ready to lose weight, to run faster, to build muscle. Like it was the same exact strategies. And now through, through the podcast, you know, I help people create stories and create, you know, keynote speeches and stuff. And the framework, it's exactly the same, you know, and probably what you, you do to get your production out and to motivate your team and everything else. Like this is a framework that's it carries across any industry (laughs) like just the core principles that have to be be in place like people already have it within them absolutely and you know what it just takes it makes like one decision can change your life and also like how you see things your perspective a seemingly miracle can happen in a person's life just on that alone like your beliefs and um, and when you drop a belief and and put on another, take on another belief, like it could just take you in a totally different direction, which is makes life so exciting, right? Because you, like you said before, like you don't know how it's gonna unfold, right? And then you can like you know um, be watching your own life with like awe, be like, I wonder how it's gonna unfold. I wonder what's gonna happen today. Like how is it gonna unfold? And then mm-hmm. it's really makes life exciting when you look at it from that like curious. And like, um, kind of like, um, effervescent point of view. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so now you're a, you're a creative mind, you know, I'm a creative ish mind, you know, like I'm not hands-on creative. I'm more of like a visionary. So yeah. for, for people like us adopting that mindset is easy. What do you say to the person who's cautious, who's cautious minded and might see obstacles first? Like, what would you say to that person? Because like you're definitely not good, not going to completely flip a cautious person into a visionary, but right. you can at least help get them in the right direction. What would you say to that person? Well, I think a security-minded person um, definitely would feel comfortable with like small baby steps. They're not like a freedom-minded person who would like totally go for it, you know, and let the chips fall <laughs> where they may. So um, I would, um, I would get a per- that per- type of person to see like. Um, what kind of benefits are they getting from being a security minded person? Cause there's always like some sort of benefit you have unconsciously 
by you know the things that you do right so maybe like it makes it probably makes them feel safe right and comfortable so in that respect i would suggest to them okay so maybe that person would take a little bit more time to do some research or talk to other people um, who have done what they are wanting to do to like make them feel safe and comfortable and i would get them to take just small baby steps so that they're comfortable all along the way yes absolutely and the, the only other thing i would add to that would be to get a mentor. Yes. You know, you know, get a mentor who's a go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because for someone like me, I'm not cautious. So yeah. like, I actually need someone to, Rob, hold on. Let's think this through. Right. I will, I will jump right through a flaming hoop in a second, <laughs> you know, and I don't worry about getting caught on fire or burning my eyebrows. And like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but I'm trying it, yeah. you know, so so like that's that's the only other thing I would add on everything else you said you said was spot on but I would just say it just get someone that has those qualities that you don't have cuz if, if you align yourself with another cautious person you know those are not going to be very productive meetings Unless it was a cautious person who like was very successful and they did it in like with like small steps you know yeah, what I mean true. so yeah but I see your point so they're like slowly expanding their um, awareness of what's possible by getting that different yes. point of view. Yeah, for sure. It's really interesting because so there's true. so many different personality types out there and uh, people approach things in such different ways. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so true. Like you said, cause I'll jump right off the building, just <laughs> <laughs> right off, right off the side of it. <laughs> so. yeah. And I've done that too. I've totally done that too. And I, like I said, I've been burned a few times, but it, I don't know, it makes life, it makes life kind of exciting. Doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like the, you know, the whole online, the online fitness coaching be, be, became a thing and people are like, Oh, you can add $10,000 a month and you can do this and you can do that. You know? And so I paid probably 6,000 bucks for this program. Right. And like, I, I went through the program and, but then I was like, I don't, I don't want to be an online coach. It's like, I like being in person, you know, like being there watching people, you know, hit their goals. And re regardless of how big or how small, how small the goal is, like it all matters to me. And it's like, and, and I want to be there. I don't want to coach someone who's in California, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, so just, but, but like I said, but that's how my mind works. I just dove right in. Yeah. You know? Whereas someone else would have been like, Rob, you are way too high energy to be, to be an online coach. It's like, like I need, I need the physical energy in the room. Like uh -huh. I like do it, doing my podcast. You know, I like speaking on other people's podcasts, but there's nothing beats speaking in person. You know, yeah. like that's, that's just a completely different vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I get that. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. So we're going to start bring, bringing it down here. So give us some fi final thoughts, you know, tell people wh where they can find you. you know, sure. Any, pro any pr new products coming or any of that stuff? Yeah, uh, well, the um, the cactus belts, um, they, uh, they're they on just finishing on Indiegogo. So we're now uh, making the production. So we're going to fulfill the, um, the Kickstarter. And um, we're going to have the belts available to the public by the end of this year. So hopefully by like end of November, just in time for Black Friday, uh, we'll have them oh, on yeah. at truthbelts.com. We have all kinds of belts for men, women. We have like flat, stretchy, elastic belts, suspenders, like belts for kids, all kinds of belts. Um, truthbelts.com and also on amazon.com. So just look up the company Truth Belts, B-E-L-T-S, and you'll be sure to find it. And every time you buy a product for us on our website, you'll plant a tree. Love it. 
All right, give us some final thoughts. Well, I can only just say is uh, live your truth, you know, live your truth. And everybody has their own path and their own truth. And regardless of what other people say, regardless of the judgments that you might get from friends or family, just don't listen to it. Just do what feels right for you and go for it because you only have one life to live. So Facts. go for it. Live your truth. Facts. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So thank you very much for taking the time. Um, when I do my, my closing, don't, don't sign off because I, I, I want to talk to you uh, once we, we go off the live. Okay. All right. So again, thank you. And I'll see you in a minute. Thank you. All right. All right. So that was Rainia with Truth Belts. Again, that's www.truthbelts.com. So I just want to double down on one thing she just mentioned about living your truth, but an even bigger point she just made was don't listen to other people's opinions, especially if they're not doing what you're trying to do. Hear that in the fitness world all the time. You got unhealthy people trying to tell people what they should or should not be doing. So if you don't, if you're listening to someone that doesn't have what you want or they're not doing what you want to do, shut that person's opinion right down. Find the person that's doing what you want to do and pick their brain. Hey, that's the fastest way to success. You, know, you can't listen to broke people if you're trying to be a millionaire. It doesn't work that way. Okay, so find out who, who do you need to connect yourself with that's doing what you want to do and then make that, make that dream happen. So I got for you, I will actually be back tomorrow. Got to guess Friday and we have our ninth, ninth, eighth all-star panel on Saturday. So I'll be back at 2 p.m. tomorrow Eastern and then 1 p.m. on Saturday with another panel. So that's all I got for you for today. Have yourselves a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Till next time, shut up and grind.